So what do you say to the person who says, oh, Casey, this sounds great. I, I could definitely time block. I could definitely do this, but I don't know how to ask questions to make an entertaining piece of content. That's a really good question. It's like meta. That was a really good question on a podcast about podcast questions, right? It's like the matrix. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Casey Cheshire of Ringmaster. Ringmaster is a B2B podcasting company. Casey, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. So glad to be here. All right, Ringmaster. Give it to me. Where'd you come yeah. up with that name? You know, I saw that, that movie, The Greatest Showman. Have you seen that one? I haven't. Yep. You got to add that to the list. I add it to that. your little Netflix list. I'm um, going to write it down right now. You know, circuses and entrepreneurs, and it just, it really called to me. It per- and, and I really appreciated it after I got over the fact that it was a musical. It was a surprise musical, but I was like, okay, I'm, I, I, I could, you know, the first song you're always like, why are we singing? This is a movie, but eventually it's like, okay, I get it. It kind of makes it fun. So it, it just kind of, it kind of called out to me and I, I'd been doing a lot of podcasting myself for a while. And so the name was just like, I need to name a company after the circus for sure. Awesome. So, so you're the ringmaster bringing all of the circus characters together and in, in an organized fashion. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I love and it. I'm just training other people to be their own ringmaster of their own circus. So tell me about that. So B2B love B2B. Um, you are helping other businesses create podcasts, be on podcasts, be guests of podcasts. Talk to me. All, all the above, but I think taking a step back, Thinking about the B2B world, the business world, even just sales and marketing in general, we're playing games, right? I'm a longtime marketer and I am guilty of these same offenses. Uh, we play games with future customers, right? We, we have all this tech and all these ads and all these fancy words. We're trying to sling at people, but really at the end of the day, we're playing a game. And the f- first game or several games, we're playing several games. And the first one is notice me, right? We're like saying, hey, look at me, I'm over here. You're doing something else over there, but I want you to look at me because I want you to eventually buy my stuff, right? So I was like, notice me. People are spending thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars on trade show booths, on signs next to roads, on Google ads and Facebook ads, all these different things just to try to say, notice me, right? And so it's like all the hubbub, we can call it all we want with the technology. It's just a game of trying to say, notice me. And then the second game that comes after that is don't notice everyone else, right? So if now you're interested in looking for a solution, please don't look at that other guy. So don't notice him. So I need you to kind of get your attention on me. And then the final game is, please get on a phone call, right? And so it doesn't matter whether you call it account-based marketing, whether you call it inbound marketing, whatever you want to call it, or, or direct sales, or you hire a sales coach, there's still a game where you're trying to get someone to get on the phone with you. And arguably, they don't want to get on the phone with you. They don't want to be sold. And everyone knows that's what's going to happen. But we kind of pretend like it's not going to happen. So we have all these games going on. We're spending money. We're wasting people's time, our own time. We're hiring lots of people just to harass people. You know, no one feels good after being 
in the game of notice me or don't look at those guys or get on the phone with me. So I spent decades just doing traditional marketing, digital marketing, marketing automation, um, even wrote a book on marketing automation, right? How do we pretend to care about people at scale? Well, in the end, when I started podcasting, I realized it doesn't have to be that way. There's a flip side to it. And the flip side is stop your games, just freaking talk to people, right? And the best way to do that, the best way to talk to a future customer is to invite them onto a podcast because no one says yes to a sales call. Everyone says yes to being invited on a podcast. You asked me, I said, hell yes, right? We, we, we all... Our, love the idea of, of that attention and that focus. And, and just as we're playing games saying, notice me, there's a flip to that. And that flip is uh, Dan Sullivan has this great quote where he says, everyone's trying to compete for your attention, but no one's trying to compete to give you attention, right? So if you want to compete with everyone else and spend thousands of dollars in marketing just to try to play those games, you can, or you can just be on the other side and just give attention to these customers, these future customers, and, and just ask them questions and listen to their answers on a podcast. So the model that you're promoting is business to business development through the use of podcasts. Yes. Yes. Like we did in the old days when we made friends with people, we spit in our hands, we trusted the other guy and we shook hands and we did a deal. Get all this tech. We don't need the tech, right? Get off your wagon just shake hands with someone and strike a deal. And you only, only maybe do that if you, if you built a fence together or maybe you went to the bar together, right? Which is where events try to simulate. But really, it's a fact of why don't we just give each other attention? Like you and I, you have my full attention. I have your full attention. When you're on a podcast, you don't, I can't check my phone right now. Like if I get a text, I, I can't look at that right now because I know you might ask me a question or I might ask you a question. And you don't want to be you know, live in front of people on a recording thinking, oh, man, they're going to catch me. So we are focused on each other. How rare is that these days to be so focused on someone else in a conversation? We could be with our families and someone's on a cell phone, right? I go to a restaurant. I see a kid playing on an iPad. Like we don't even, we don't even have that with our families. So podcasting is a special way of just giving. It's like a gift, but you're literally giving attention to someone else. And if you make that someone else your ideal customer, magic really happens. And this happened to me on accident the first time. The first time I have a podcast called The Hardcore Marketing Show and I'm interviewing marketers, CMOs. I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to create content for my company, do some thought leadership and just learn from people. And of course, meet people and meet connections outside of an ecosystem that I was sort of stuck in. And so I wanted to meet people in this one amazing CMO. She's this powerful boss, uh, loved her strategy, loved the things she was teaching on it. Afterward, I was just like, man, that was amazing. You're so good. And she dropped this little line on me. She said, hey, by the way, our, our team is migrating from this other software to this software, right? And it just happened to be the one that my team focused on. That was our specialty. And I had no idea. That was on, purely an accident. And I, I trusted her. She trusted me. You said, hey, let's get our teams together and do a deal. There was no paperwork, sales paperwork. Of course, we signed agreements and all that, but we didn't have to do that whole game of salesmanship and all that. All right, let's do this. I saved her time because now she found a vendor she trusts. She saved me time. I didn't have to go find her and market to her. We signed an $80,000 deal. Like, how do you, we didn't have to do any marketing or any sales. That was just having a conversation. Just giving a gift of attention to someone can be just so, the, the returns are just, you can't even calculate them.
That's really interesting. You know, and I've thought of it that way with, you know, what we're doing right here, elements of styles. But my main focus was how can I create a digital asset for them? How can I create a piece of marketing that's unique in their marketplace, right? So a lot of the folks we interview are real estate professionals, agents, uh, loan professionals, financial advisors, business owners. How can we separate ourselves from everyone else, right? Don't look at them, yeah. only look All at us. All right. How can we create something of value to give to them so that they could be proud of it and push it out there and have their story told in a way that's compelling and engaging because you know, if it's on their email footer, if it's landing in social media, it goes into the ears and it's on the treadmill and it's like, wow, I didn't really know that about Casey. I didn't know he was on ski patrol. How cool is yeah, that? Right. Exactly. You're, you're not wrong. I mean, you're right. The, it, you, you are creating an asset. I mean, that's why people say, yes, you're, you're, you're asking them questions and you're, you're, you're promoting them and you're listening. Right. So it, it's such a selfless thing. So this is not like a trick. This is not like Casey has some cool marketing trick where we trick people to get on a call and then we sell them something. No, you have to be a nice person and generally want to learn from other people and ask them questions. And if you don't feel that way about your customers, you probably should be in a different business. Right. So, but if you do love your customers and you want to just give them attention, you're totally right. One of my most popular episodes on the marketing podcast is not the famous author. It's not the you know really popular CEO or CMO. It's a VP of sales from Texas. And he felt so well represented in his recording with me and in, in the show that we did together. He shows that to every single one of his prospects and says, before you buy from me, I want you to listen to this. And I want you to know the kind of person I am and how I feel about you and how I'm going to take care of you. Go listen to this. And if you like what you hear, let's do business. And so this thing has like thousands of listens because he's, he's shown it to everyone. And, and, if I, and I was able to do that for him and it didn't cost me anything, right? It was just, I was doing the podcast anyways. So I, I love it. It's a win-win for everyone. It really is. And it doesn't, it, it, I mean, there is cost obviously associated true, with, true, with true. doing this. There's time and all of that, but you're right. There's something that's special, unique in the ability to gain that focused time, however long you're, you're with them and the ability. And again, going back to my story, I know uh, we typically are, are talking about, um, you know, we're, we're propping up the guest, but you know, we're akin here, I think when it comes to this, this model, um, but giving that person the ability to tell their story, right? Because when somebody calls them and they feel as though they already know them because they heard this, how much of that game, that tactic, those strategies, those processes go away? Right. Right. Cause you, you already know them. And it, it's a weird factor. Like I feel like I, I know Joe Rogan pretty well. Right. I feel like if I were to meet him and he's talked about this, the, the people that listen to you know you really well, but you don't know them yet. Right. Um, but it's kind of fun to then get to know them. But you have this great network effect where people know you. I mean, it's such a great point you bring up the idea of that, that yes, the guest is, so for me, the guest is the priority and the audience comes second. But if you do everything right and you put the guest in a good light and you're asking good questions and you have a good format, you can make a hell of a value for the audience as well. And so, and if it is, they're going to listen and they're going to hear your quirks and they're going to hear your stories and 
and they know you say a certain thing the same way every time and they're going to get to know your habits and and it builds a relationship so you're building a relationship one-on-one with a guest and then one to many with all the people listening it's it's such a uh, it's so powerful it, it, as soon as i really it clicked for me in my brain I, I literally sold to that marketing agency that was doing marketing automation and email spam and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, I'm going all in on podcasting because this is what I always wanted it to be. I, I've been so busy hiding behind the tech. I never really talked to customers. Imagine that marketing, never really talking to customers. We used to be in Mad Men. We used to be smoking cigarettes, talking to the customers, learning what they liked about the car, watching a little meet through a mirror, figuring out what they like. And we don't do that anymore. We just look at clicks and try to establish what their, what their journey is all about. But it's like, stop the silly games, get out there and just talk one-on-one. Right. Because those, those drip campaigns, although they're good, they're necessary to contain touches and, and stay front of mind. It's not nearly as personal as sharing voice. Right. You need both, right? Like it's helpful, uh, but really starting the, starting it all off with a podcast, with a relationship, and then ensuring that those, those emails, I mean, those emails can be terrible. They can be terrible at scale or they can be really helpful. Um, And then if, Knowing that you've met, you know, having met someone as a guest on your show, knowing them personally, it's like whenever you've done a deal with a friend where you talk to your team and you're like, look, this is a friend of mine. Please take good care of them. Keep me in the loop on if anything happens, take care of them. And if you start feeling that way about all of your customers, it, the sales happen, the retention happens, everything happens because you know who they are. And then absolutely, you want to make sure everything follows through. And then you're, you're marketing, you're nurturing would be really helpful because you're like, I don't want to send my friend crap. I want to send my friend something that's going to actually help him or help her, right? So it really raises the bar for you and you, you have more of that noble purpose when you're selling. That's really interesting. So let, let's get into... Um... Let's get into Ringmaster for a second, though. So, you know, a lot of people would look at what we're doing and say, oh, my goodness, that's completely overwhelming. I don't have the time for that. I don't even know where to begin. Where does Ringmaster come in? Right, right. Where to begin? The launch is a, it, it's a thing, right? So I look, I've got close to 300 podcasts and I, I learned it all the hard way. I figured out the microphones. I figured all this up the hard way. And there was no Sherpa to keep me from walking off cliffs. I once tried to do an interview with a microphone. The light was on, but the button was off and it doesn't work when that's the case, right? There's a lot of learning lessons and I, and I totally get it. Um, so we, we do help when it comes to launching and a lot of it is tactics, but a lot of it's also strategy, figuring out what are you going to call this thing? The number one mistake here is what do you call your podcast? Well, the goal, if the goal of the show is what we do, which is connection casting, that's what we call it. If you're doing connection casting where you want to connect with your future buyer, the number one goal of a name is to get your guest on the show, right? It's not about you. It's not about your company, your brand or anything. So you're almost always creating a new brand that props up your guest and it makes them one, feel like that's a show I'd listen to. And then two, that's a show that I would be honored to be a part of. So it usually has some kind of word associated with them and some kind of word associated with leadership or strength or, or top 10 or legendary or something like that. So you're really helping give them, again, that asset you talked about. Uh, so naming, all those things are important. So we really help you with a launch program. And the good news is we do everything, right? So the, 
this is what I needed when I started it at my company. I just sort of started a podcast, but man, I had to pull in this team member, that team member. We didn't know what we were doing. We're wasting our, our team's valuable time. And they could have been doing a lot more work, you know, doing what that company actually does to generate revenue and create value for your customers. So, so, so the ringmaster team does everything for you. So all you do as a host is you show up for a prep call critical. We should do prep calls. We could talk about that too. Mm -hmm. And then also you show up for the show. So all the host has to do is do a little prep call and then do a little show and that's it. And the ringmaster team, actually, if you, if you give us a list of your dream clients, we'll go out and on your behalf, we'll get them on the show for you. And then of course we'll produce it and edit it and all those things and flashy promos and Instagram and whatever you want to do to promote it. And then, so we'll, and we'll also do the social media for you. So we'll do all your Twitter. We'll do all the LinkedIn, all that. You don't have to even worry about it. And then we'll even send them a little gift in the mail saying, thanks for coming. Uh, so everything's handled. You don't have to worry about anything. And that's essentially what Ringmaster does. That's the company I wish existed for me. And so once I figured out the system and the process, now we're able to offer that to other people too. That's really cool. So uh, you and I both share that same experience, right? I want to do a podcast. All right, well, let's figure out how to do it. Let's bring in the right people and let's piece the thing together. Ringmaster will get you guests, which are prospects, right? I mean, really what you're doing is you're helping create a sales team for these folks because yeah. they're, you're bringing them into meetings like these golden meetings too. These aren't, these aren't uh, setting appointments or setting calls or demos. You're setting a very deep and open and vulnerable conversation with somebody that you want to do business with. Yeah. And the whole thing is designed. We, we literally have a design again, connection casting is designed to build as much of a relationship as possible within that prep call half an hour, usually. And then the show usually about an hour or less, um, unless you're, you know, all about punishment, like myself, I actually do an hour and a half show, right. Um, on the marketing side. So it, but it's all about maximizing that time together. So the questions you ask them, the, the way you set them up to, for success, all these things are important for building trust. And there's a great quote. Zig Ziglar has this amazing quote where he says, if people like you, they'll listen to you. And if they trust you, they'll do business with you, right? So the whole point is let's build some trust right away. And oftentimes they say on a lot of sales coaching, paying lots of money for sales coaching, and they're, what they're trying to do is remove barriers remove um, remove the barriers of lack of trust, right? They're trying to establish some kind of rapport and trust. Well, you do that on a podcast. And one of the best ways to do that is to tell them on a prep call what you're going to ask them, then actually ask them that on the show, right? And you said, I'm going to do this. And I did this. This is how I get in trouble at home, right? If I, if I told the missus I was going to, you know, put the mulch in, I damn well better put the mulch in, but there's a lack of trust there, right? So the same kind of thing happens on these, these encounters with these brand new future customers where you're saying, this is what I, I will do. And then you follow through on it and you put them in a great light. Now you put a lot of value in that upfront call. Tell us about the yeah. upfront call and why it's so vastly important. Totally. Prep call, totally important. It's to the point where if someone says they don't want to do a prep call with me, I disinvite them from the show. Politely, of course, not usually with impunity, right? It's, it's usually like a nice, yeah, oh, okay, no worries. Maybe we'll do this sometime later. Yeah, I even had a, a good friend and um, not, not so good friend. I, I had a, a former mentor, former boss, who is now is pseudo famous and he didn't have time for it. And so we just didn't do the show because 
I'm not in it. I think a lot of times this is maybe more of a podcast game. Sometimes you invite people on the show. I don't do this. I try not to. Um, but sometimes you, you'll see people invite people on the show just because they're famous and they, and they figure maybe some of that fame will rub off on them or they can claim that they've interviewed that person. Like, I want to get Seth Godin on the show. I want to get this famous person on the show because that makes my show you know, maybe better for the listeners. Maybe the listeners might say, oh, they, they, he's had that, that rock star on there. Let me have him on the show. But, but that's, not, that's not what it is for me. For me, it's about the guest. And so if, it, if the goal is really about the relationship with the guest, then a prep call is absolutely critical. Why? Because it's an additional 30 minutes and it does usually take 30 minutes, but it's an additional bit of time for you to build a relationship. And also, you start with a little date, right? You don't start with a podcast where you're right. It can get deep. You can ask questions. You start with a 30 minute call. We block it for 30. And then I usually tell folks it only goes about 15. You can cover it in 15. And I think you and I probably gabbed for the other 15, right? On, on our prep call. And, and you know what? You really get a sense for the person. Um, there's a certain amount of logistics you got to convey on that prep call. You got to make sure they understand the style, what they can expect when they show up. Uh, and then also, man, you got to make sure their mic is good because sometimes the biggest problem is not your mic because you can control you. The biggest problem is, is my guest going to have good audio? That's really where you get the, the, the challenging trouble. And, and so use the prep call to, again, set them up for success. The show's going to be good. If you have bad audio, you're going to sound like an idiot. So we got to get you some good audio, headset, mic, you know, wireless, a wired earbud, something like that. You, you kind of set them up logistically. And then the second part is you go through the flow of the show and you say, here's a, here's a question I'm going to ask. Here's a question I'm going to ask. And then here's some questions I may or may not ask. Right. But I'm very clear. I am going to ask you this first question. And, and maybe even here's what I want to hear as an answer, not the kind of answer, but like, here's the best way to answer that. So I often give best practices on here's when the sh when people answer this question the best on my show, here's how they do it. They do this, they do that. So I'm giving best practices. And then people know, okay, I'm literally in it for you. I'm not trying to trick you on the show. I'm literally trying to make sure you have the, the best show you've ever had in your life with this prep. And so then there's other questions. You got a good sense for it. And then later on, I tell them, hey, I'm going to talk, start talking about you as a person. And like, oh, me as a person? Oh, okay. But I give them a little heads up because we're going to get personal. And, and you mentioned you can get deep on these conversations. And the best way to do that is prep them in advance that you'd love to go down that path. You know, almost as a sign of respect, I'd love to go down here with you. Not right away, but you know, toward, the, toward the end. And if you're game, here's what I want to ask you, right? And so you give them a little chance to think about it and let things seep in there. Some of us are good at just pulling an episode out of our butts but a lot of people especially if it's their first podcast they really appreciate a chance to kind of sketch it out i once had a guest that practiced they did a whole mock-up with her with her colleague and they and i just i respected it they they care they want to make sure they nail it and and so a little bit of a prep call, call goes a long way and i guess the final part i'll say about it is toward the end of the prep call i love to ask hey look if we have time, we'll get to this, your passions. What are your passions outside of work? And then we just have a great conversation about, oh, I love skiing. Uh, I, I love hiking. Oh, man, man me too. Oh, we're definitely going to talk about skiing. We're definitely going to talk about hiking. And then there is something magical there. First for the relationship. And then you know what? It's great follow-up for later. If you want to send them a gift, they sign on as a customer. Send them that 
ski pass for next season or, or, or a, you know, free wax and free binding check for the next time they go skiing. But it's, it's a thoughtful gift, right? It's not a, here's a cheese board, unless you like cheese. It's like, here's something that I know you're literally going to use in three months, right? So it, it, that really, that's, that's, that call is almost even more fun than the show sometimes because you really have a chance to talk to them offline. You're not recorded. They can be themselves. You can joke. Um, now, if they want to use the time wisely, you can go right through it all. But if they want to do a little chit chat, you got time for that too. And then, man, when you go to do the show, you're like already friends. You're ready to go. That's really interesting. Definitely something I want to implement that I don't currently do with this show. Um, and you can tell some people enter it and they're like, well, wait, are we on video or, you know, not on video? Um, what do you think about video? Love it. You know, we're on, we're on a zoom right now. I think that's the exact way to go. I don't think you need to get complicated. There's tools out there. Again, they're going to try to sell you a bunch of tech. You don't need it. Just get on a zoom call, hit record. Now there are certain buttons you can click. There's a button on Zoom that says record separate audio per speaker. You got to click that to help out the Thomases and the, the ringmasters of the world so that we can, we can improve someone's audio and not have to worry about the other guest's audio, right? So there's certain things on Zoom that make it just perfect for podcasting. But yeah, you get on here, you record audio and video, you throw the video up on YouTube. It's a good long tail. It's good for search. I had, you know, use a couple 10, 20, sometimes a couple hundred. One went to 10,000 though. Right. So you never know on YouTube and also YouTube gets brought into Google search results. So whether they search for Casey Cheshire or they search for you or they search for your business or my business, you might show up before they even show up in Google search because you're on the video. Right. And, and you're using video as well. So I'm a big fan of using it. It's also great for promo clips on LinkedIn. That's interesting because um, one of the one of my new favorite podcasts, Smartless. I'm sure you've uh, you've heard those guys, Jason Bateman and uh, Will Arnett and uh, Sean Sean uh, Foley. They do it, and they were talking about this. So they intro every episode. They you know one one person uh, brings in the guest, and there's these they're all star guests. I mean, the, you know, yeah. it's Jerry Seinfeld, it's Barack Obama, it's I mean, the ridiculous uh, list of guests, but they're, they're very good. I highly encourage anyone who's looking for more podcasting uh, to consume Smartless. But in the beginning, they, they always open with kind of a dialogue, the three of them talking. And one of the conversations they had was around video. And they came to the consensus that they're only going to do audio because they feel as though they'll get a lot more guests uh, to accept the invitation because a lot of people are insecure about video. Yeah, it's interesting, right? So, and obviously, uh, I think the number one tip is Rogan or maybe Tim Ferriss. The number one tip for having a famous podcast is number one, be famous, then start a podcast, right? So, Hey, if you're that person, do what you want. But what I found is, and I'm sure you've seen this too, it's interesting. Most people are listening to podcasts, right? Hello to you driving in your car right now. Hello to you mowing your lawn or just getting a walk-in in between meetings. I, I, I see you. I don't actually see you, but I, I feel you. You're listening to the show, right? That's how most people are consuming the content. Not as many people are going to be going on and watching the full video on YouTube, but it's there. Sometimes I watch it. Sometimes I want to see that full video, uh, but mostly I'm listening to the audio. So the fact that they're covering the audio, 
totally cool. But I think just the, the video is icing on the cake. It makes it a good conversation for you and I, because we can pick up on our you know, verbal cues with each other. Uh, and then also it just, it, it can be interesting seeing people and seeing what they look like and seeing them laugh at each other. And it makes for a much better social promo on LinkedIn, which if you're one of these famous people, you probably don't need or even care about. But if they were really trying to promote the episode, having, having a little video clip on a social platform, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever you are, Twitter, uh, it makes it much more engaging for, for getting more listens. So one of the things we, we mandate, though, is that it is on Zoom where we're looking at each other, but don't go to hair and makeup. We're, we're looking at each other for what you're talking about, those nonverbal cues like the right. lean in or the you know the finger up like i i yeah. gotta cut you off here because i have a thought that it's going to explode out of my brain if i don't uh jump the old in like here. circus thing like pull pull your neck off with the cane exactly right? yeah. exactly but but for the audio i'm with you you know and even if it's youtube i think people are putting it in their ears and in the pocket and the videos playing so joe rogan i watch you know, I used to watch uh, exclusively on on um, YouTube and even Spotify right. now has the video, but has the video, yeah. you know, every once in a while, it's nice to, well, I got to see what they, you know, their, their reaction was to that. But most of the time it's in the pocket, it's in the, you know, it's in the backpack or right. what have you. Um, but, you know, let's talk about, you know, that, that business owner, that sales and marketing person who wants to do a podcast, but says, you know what? Ah, got so many other things that I can do or that I need to do. I, I just don't have time. Let's, let's talk it through real solid time commitments and, and, and to do's to make something like this reality. Got it. Uh, during the launch process, it's, it's one hour a week for four weeks. So it's a month long launch process with us. And we only need you for an hour each week. And two of those calls, you know, two of those hours are going to be logistical because we need to get things connected Calendly and emails and all sorts of things connected so that we can handle everything for you. Literally if your guests cancel reschedule or late, can't figure something out. We'll handle all of that. It's like Disney world. You just show up and dance in costume, right? So you just, you just be yourself and show up. So we have a little bit of tacticalness and we also have some strategic calls. Where we're working with you to say, what's the kind of show that will get your ideal customer to be completely thankful to be on the, on the show. And I guess that's the other point is not only does all this magic happen, but then your guest, your future customer is thankful for the opportunity. Like when do you ever have a sales call where they're thankful? Like you never do. So that the launch, that's the commitment four hours. Right. And then doing the show, I'm not kidding. It's literally a half hour prep and a show hour block each week. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. Sometimes we'll do a, you know, a monthly check-in, sometimes a bi-weekly check-in if you really like to talk to us. Because one of the things we're going to do is we're going to be listening to your show, editing, obviously taking notes, to putting notes down so you can turn it into content and blog posts. We're also going to give you direction. We're going to give you producer notes. And we're going to give you theater notes, stage notes, if you will, even audio notes to tell you, hey, your guest audio was great there or watch out, that guest didn't have a good mic. You got to make sure you, ha you have that. Or watch out for this when you're, you're, when you're a host or watch out for that. One of the biggest things is a host can do um, mistakes they can make is the triple question, which is where are you from? What was it like growing up you? And 
what was your favorite car, right? And, and then the guest doesn't know what to answer. So if we hear some of these things, we'll just highlight, hey, watch out for the triple question. Here's a way to fix that. Or watch out for this and watch out for that. But we're going to give you notes so you continually become a better host every single show. Uh, but all your commitment is, is a half hour prep and an hour long show with your ideal customer each week, predictably. So what do you say to the person who says, oh, Casey, this sounds great. I, I could definitely time block. I could definitely do this, but I don't know how to ask questions to make an entertaining piece of content. That's a really good question. It's like meta. That was a really good question on a podcast about podcast questions, right? It's like the matrix. So yeah. um, really important. So part of the launch process is we're going to, help design your show. In the past, we used to just say, hey, a podcast is a blank canvas. Knock yourself out, right? And it is, and it is. Podcasting, you it's art form. Somebody joked the other day in our office that if you wanted to, some people are into this, you could just eat popcorn next to a microphone or chips for an hour, and then people might actually listen to that. It's an art form. I totally get it. Well, our particular kind of art form, if you were, you know, surrealism or cubism, our particular kind connection casting is all about connecting you with a guest. And so because of that, we no longer just say, here's your blank art form, you know, here's your blank canvas, knock yourself out. Now what we do is we say, here is the model of a show. And here's what that hour looks like. Now, we don't dictate the questions for you, but we say this first question needs to be like this. And this second question needs to be like this. One of the worst first questions is like, tell me about yourself or what, what was your biggest failure? It's like, we just met, <laughs> you know? Right. Don't ask me to marry you. I just, we just met. So you might get a surface answer, but the whole point of connection and building rapport is to get real answers. So the way we do that is with a certain process a certain flow of questions so you start out with a, a real home run you have some challenges in the middle it's almost like a plot curve on a movie and again this makes it fun to listen to as well but also fun to be a part of and so then you have this oh what are the challenges but then what's exciting about the future and then eventually at the end it's like tell me about you i want to learn about you and like little you even so that we have a certain flow to it and we actually work with you to figure out what are the questions that are right for you and also right for your industry and your potential customers so that it, this show is just a cohesive statement. Um, and then one of the things we're thinking about as well for the host is that not only do we want to make sure the host is having a good time and just knocking out of the park and answering questions the way they can really answer them like this one, but also does the host want to hear the answer? And so it's very important that when you do a podcast, you only ask questions you want to know the answers to. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself burnt out, tired of it, and it's going to be a burden. And you're going to stop doing it like episode eight. Uh, so it's always about figuring out a question that's good for the, for the guest, but good for the host, something they want to know, they want to learn more about. And then if you have those two things combined, you have a whole show that has this flow. And there's some flexibility, but there's also some things that your, your customers and your, your guests and your listeners expect every time, right? He's going to do this every time. He's going to do this every time. He's going to do this every time. And he's going to even say it the same way every time because those little audio cues let people know, hey, you're coming back to a place you've been before. You're a loyal listener. And here's something that you already know what's going to happen next. Like if you hear this sentence, you know what's coming next is he's going to ask about X, Y, and Z, and you can't wait to hear what it's going to be, right? So we, we have it figured out. 
And you can figure it out too, if you're listening, you don't necessarily need to hire us. You can figure it out. It just will take you, um, hopefully not as many episodes as it took me <laughs> to figure it out, right? But it, it took a lot of time to figure this out. So skip from the crawl to the walk, right to the run. We can have you on episode one, sounding like you've been doing this for days, for, for many, many, many episodes. What do you say to the person who says, but Casey, you know, I, this, this all sounds good. The time commitment's good. I, I think I have a good way about uh, asking questions and listening and, and, and helping prop people up and make them look good. But, you know, is, is it too late? I mean, aren't there like 2 million podcasts? Like how, how am I going to, how am I going to separate myself? Now, I don't want to get distracted, but I, I just love your questions. So I, I approve of your questions. They're great. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. Um, two million podcasts. Absolutely. That sounds like a lot. It depends on what the goal of your podcast is. If the goal of your podcast is to be an Apple top 10 iTunes podcast on a particular thing, then you are competing with those people, right? But if the goal is a unique relationship on a one-to-one -one basis with your ideal guest, oh, who could happen to be one of the biggest deals you've ever had in your life, then there isn't any competition because that, that combination hasn't happened before. Mark and Casey haven't talked before. Like this is a unique thing. And so, yeah, people want to hear that, right? As opposed to, oh yeah, it's just another person interviewing another person. No, no, no. There's a unique thing happening here. Now there is something to be said about developing a premise and, and a point to it all so that you're not just asking rambly questions and again, questions you don't want to know or questions that are boring, but really asking interesting questions, the kind of thing that the audience wished you would ask, right? Which is like what you're doing right now. You're asking these questions like people are like, yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Thanks. Like you're acting as a representative for them and, you know, and asking these questions. And I think to put in perspective, yes, it's a one-to-one -one thing, but maybe I'm completely full of shit. Totally get it. The other thing to think about is blogs. Do you have a blog, sir? Do I? Yes. Yes. Okay. How many blogs do you think are out there? Uh, a lot more than 2 million. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. Let's see. Let's see. Most. Okay. Yeah. The number keeps growing every time I keep bringing this up. Any guesses on how many blogs there are out there? Gosh. Internationally? Yeah. In the world. 100 million. Okay. 600 million blogs. Wow. Right? But we, we've heard for decades, if you're going to market your company, if you're going to be available to be found on search, you have to have a blog, right? Now you think it's kind of ubiquitous, but there's still people without blogs, but oh, forget them. A lot of people have blogs, right? Does the fact that there's 600 blogs mean you shouldn't do a blog? No, you still need to do it, right? So where are we at now? We're, we're at 2 million um, podcasts, right? So if you're competing against all those people, for, for just general listeners, yeah, that's some competition. But, and, and the competition is only going to get worse as we have more podcasts. But if the whole point, again, flips the script and you don't actually care if anyone listens. I actually had one of our hosts tell me that. You know what? This relationship with this guest I just made, like not only is it paying for you, Casey, but this is perfect. Like I got some great info here. This is great. I don't care if anyone heard this conversation. Of course, we're going to produce and put it out there. It's like, I don't care if anyone even listens. And that's the thing, people, even if you don't want to do a podcast, please just ask your customers to chat. But I think that the, the, the benefit of a podcast is that it's a reason for them to get on. 
right? So I think this is the trouble I had as a marketer. One, I didn't want to talk to customers because I was kind of shy. I didn't know what questions to ask them. We talked about what questions to ask. But then two, am I just going to ask them for their time and they're going to say yes? Well, oddly enough, some will just randomly say yes because they're good people and good customers. But a lot of times, maybe they say no. And But, but what's in it for them? You're just kind of being selfish. You should give them a gift card, right? So there wasn't really a valid way of getting people repeatedly on a show, certainly if they're not a customer. I mean, customers hard enough, but like a prospect, please come, let me interview you. I promise I won't pitch you. Again, it, it sounds like a game that you've been playing. So what's what's different about this is you flip the script and now it not, isn't really about that. You know, now it's just about that one-to-one -one connection. So again, 2 million, or the question is more particularly of your competitors, how many of them are doing this? How many of them are having a podcast how many of them, not only having a podcast, but maybe heard this episode and are doing it the right way? Because you may find some competitors doing a blah, blah, blah podcast, competing, trying to get listeners, making it all about themselves and selling their product. But if that's the case, then you're in luck because I found out with my last company, I can out podcast the competition. I can out sales call the competition by just doing podcasts. And you don't have to do just do one every week. I mean, at least one a week. But I found I went up to three or four a week at some points because it was great. And guess what? The company grew. So it's, it's really, it gives you the power back in your hands. You don't have to wait to see like if the Plinko board lands and you're going to have a customer talk to you, you are now in charge. You can decide how many calls you want to have. It's amazing because um, the, I learn something every time I do one of these because you are, you're having that intimate conversation with somebody. You're giving them value. It's funny one of the thoughts that popped into my head when you were, when you were talking about that was, um, you know, early on, even, you know, even recently, if I'm talking to someone about, yeah, they, you know, got to come on to the podcast, the podcast is great. And, you know, and we'll promote it and we'll create a nice uh, digital product for you that you can share. Well, what do your listeners want to want me to talk about? You know, and it, and it, it takes me a step back and it's like, that's not why I'm doing this. Like, I relate to that person who said, I don't care if anyone listens to it, but except I do. I want those True. people's customers or prospects to listen to it and to get to know them, love them, trust them enough to do business with them. Right. So the, you know, the, the uh, approach that I have when I'm uh, working to get people to come on, whether it's through email or conversation is somebody is going to put this in their ears while you're sleeping. You don't even realize it. And they're getting to know you, love you, trust you. And all of a sudden they're calling you to do business with you. And they already know you. We've already eliminated, you know, the courtship, the they already trust you, right? the strategies, the tactics, all yeah. those awful words that bring such a negative connotation. I, I love it. I, I'm, you know, really enjoying it. I'm with you on the fact that, you know, I, I would do them every day because there's so much benefit to it. It makes me feel more uh, knowledgeable about certain topics. I feel as though I'm learning more information about my industry, which I thought I was pretty knowledgeable about. And then when I step outside the industry, I'm learning about your industry. I feel good about it. I know that the guest feels good about it because my acronym that, you know, I show all of our guests in the beginning, wait, why am I talking? 
You know, why yeah. am I talking? Because if I'm talking, this is about me and it's really truly about you. So, you know, they leave that meeting thinking Mark's a great guy. Well, tell me about Mark. Well, I don't really know a lot about him, but you know, he asked me a lot of great questions to make me feel good. And then they are proud of it and they put it out yeah. there. So um, I think it's a really good point. If I could just jump in here real quick, yeah. the, the point you make about the audience, right? I, I think at the start, it's like, it doesn't matter if anyone listens, if you do it the right way, but then to your point, if you do it this way, they will listen, right? If you build it, they will come because what ends up happening is the number one way to acquire, if you already have a podcast, more listeners is to have a guest on the show that love the hell out of the experience because what they do is share it with everyone. Now, if they hated it, they're going to share it with no one, right. right? But if they loved it, they're going to share it. And you're right. Those people listening already trust you, already like and trust you. And then they're going to buy your book and then they're going to buy your things. And, and that's just a magical part. And so I want to bring up the book thing. If you do a podcast, you've always been wanting to write a book. I did too. I made a theme for a year. So I'm like, okay, I'm a podcast for a year. Every month is going to be a theme, a particular topic that I've been doing uh, in and around the business. In this case, the business was marketing automation, right? So the, the book is called Marketing Automation Unleashed. But how I created it was I had a podcast. I started with a podcast. Every month had a theme relating to marketing automation about topics like you're saying that I don't necessarily know that much about, but I want to learn. And I interviewed across 12 months. That's 12 chapters, right? And so cool. I, I summarized each four of those interviews into almost like a webinar where I could teach my audience. Here, here's what I learned from four of the brightest people on this topic. Here you go. Gift for you. That webinar, you can speak that to a publisher and they can turn that into words. You tweak it a little bit and there's your book, right? So if anyone's interested in even running a book, this is the easiest way to get there without having to write every single word from scratch. You can just talk the book. That's really interesting. And of course, I've never thought about it other than the idea of, you know, the ability to take content and chop it up and do so many different things with, especially if you keep it, you know, so-called evergreen. Um, but it, that's not, that's not something I thought about, but why not? Why not take some of the 72 episodes and create a, a story around? I mean, that's yeah. think and grow rich, right? You interviewed a yeah. hundred leaders and, and, uh, and how many of your what, competitors have a book? Right. Right. Great question. Great question. Um, let's say somebody starts working with the ringmaster team. Um, they're into 12 episodes. Life is great. They're really enjoying it. What's if they were to jump on a Yelp or a Google review or a Facebook review and they said, what? They'd say, wow, I never thought it'd be so much fun and so worth it for my business to have a podcast. I don't know how they do it. They do a whole bunch of stuff. All I know is I get to talk to customers and I can't wait to talk to the next one. Cool, cool. Now, Casey, part of podcasting is expanding your comfort zone. A lot of what we're talking to people when they are hesitant about coming on to uh, be a guest or in your situation, hesitating the bigger step of, of creating their own podcast, they have to expand that comfort zone. They have to put themselves out there. One of the icebreakers that we like to use, one of the expansion of the comfort zone we like to use as an example, and what we would like to do with our 
group here, right? Our catalog, our episodes, our network, right? I refer to my podcast catalog as a network of, of trusted professionals. If you're ever looking for a certain professional, go ahead and search the podcast. But I want to bring them all together and network. And a lot of what we're seeing as an unintended consequence that I love is that they're starting to relate with one another. You know, the reverse mortgage specialist talking to the financial advisor and the professional uh, real estate professionals talking to the loan professionals, and they, they get to know each other because they're listening to each other's episodes, right? So they're building relationships that way. Didn't see that coming, but would love to have a, an event where everybody comes together who's local and can make it. And on tap with that would be karaoke because it's one oh, of those yeah. things that, those that like to press the comfort zone if you get that feeling of oh i'm really stretching right now or there's no way i'm going to do that even though i'm standing up on stage in front of people 2000 people giving a, a a keynote on a on a podcast convention i'm not singing karaoke but casey you're up next buddy you're here you're local the stage is yours what are you singing Oh gosh. See, this is why you have a prep call. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, let me, let me, I actually, I think about this a lot. I'm not sure why I do, but <laughs> I actually have a playlist on my Spotify that is just called karaoke of songs that I'm like thinking uh, I might be able to do them. Uh, oh, I think, you know, uh, dare you to move by Switchfoot, champagne high sister Hazel. Um, I think, you know, there's actually a Drake song that I've been practicing for a while. I got to uh, What makes you think you could sing them? Because they, <laughs> that the voice kind of sounds at your tone or are you musically inclined to know that they're singing in the same key as you? You know, because when you sing it in the car and you feel like you can hit the notes without sounding, <laughs> without really stretching, you're like, okay, this is within my range. I can totally nail this song. Oh. And you just really like it. So, you know, you're like, ah, with a beer or two, maybe, maybe that'll be just fine. <laughs> so which what which one is it? You're up next. Oh, I'm up next. Um, uh, let's go with Champagne High. That's that's what we'll do. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Now, the most important question that I ask on my podcast, no matter what, is Casey. If someone wants to get with the Ringmaster team, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna change my song. It's gonna be. Uh, it's it's gonna be Drake behind bars because I don't okay. have to sing it all. I can just rap it. I can just Love rap it. it. I'm about Love halfway it. through, so that's that's the song. Cool. Um, how do you get in touch with us? I would love to talk to people about a podcast, and I don't need to sell you one. So if you're just curious, you want to just hash out the ideas, you know, have a phone call, have a chit chat. Totally down for that. If you want to add coffee or beer into the mix, even better. But uh, the best way to reach me is, uh, so Casey Cheshire on LinkedIn. You can hit me up there. My email is Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at ringmaster.com. And then phone number 603-568-5325. And then also um, we have some podcasts. We can maybe put them in the show notes. That'll yeah, be do fun. it. So people can check them out if they want to. Uh, but yeah, you, or you can come to ringmaster.com. We have a little chat bubble on there. You can hit us up on a little chat. But let's talk. Let's talk about what, your show could be and also if you if, when you think about what do i need to prepare to talk to casey is this going to be scary the only thing that i'd encourage you to think about even before that's you're going to do official launch with us the only thing to think about before you do an official launch with us is who do you want to talk to and you don't have to have that answer particularly figured out but just generally speaking who do you want to talk to 
and what kind of questions you think you might want to ask them. And then we'll help you fill in all the rest. And we'll even help you fill in the questions part, but just who are those dream 100 customers? If you were going to write out a list, write out a list of a hundred, name the company too. name the company, a hundred companies, or if that's a lot, start with 10, but like, right. Who are those top 10 companies that you probably have no business talking to, but this, this is kind of this sort of magical thing where if you were best friends with the CEO or the VP of the decision maker position of this company, or even if it's a high network individual, like who are the people you want to talk to, write them down. And I'll, I'll tell you how easy or hard it is to get them on, on a call. But I'll tell you, we've gotten CEOs and VPs of learning and you name it, all different kinds of people to be guests on the show. And we do that part. So you don't have to worry about it. You just tell us who you want. And that's up to us to go figure out how to get them on the shows. Wow. So definitely reach out and we'll make it happen. That's a huge value add too, is, is the, the, the act of getting people on the show, because part of, you know, our podcast here is, you know, we're building it, we're working with referral partners that we're already working with, we want to help them, you know, build their business, but to add that element to it is, you know, I've always wanted to talk to this whale in my industry that I've never had an opportunity and Casey's team does it. Casey, yep. I appreciate you very much, folks, if you're thinking about entering this world, the water's warm. I highly recommend it and reach out to Casey because that's the fast track. Don't do what we did and tape it and glue it together and try and figure it out on your own because it's dark. There is a dark <laughs> tunnel in there, but Casey will, will have the light shining for you. So I encourage you to, to check them out and take them up on that, on that conversation. Casey, thank you so much for joining the show, man. I really appreciate it. When I talk about learning something new on, on these, I mean it, but I really, I really learned a lot today and I thank you for that. Thank you. I can, man. It. Yeah. Thank you for the gift of your, your time and attention. And, you know, at some point we need to go talk about law because, you know, I think I'm in the market. So <laughs> literally it works. Right. So right yeah. in front of us, but in a good way, like I want to do business with you. I'm trying to figure out a way to do business with you. Um, and I think I would just leave people that, that one quote from, from Mr. Sullivan, where is everyone's competing for your attention, but no one's competing to give you attention. So the question is who could you give the attention to? Wow. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Talk to you soon, brother. Take care. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Securitidal. Securitidal helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Securitidal, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.